Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It is race week part two of the Throwback 276 at Hickory Motor Speedway. Mother Nature decided to jump in and be the main attraction after the Pro Late Models finished their 100-lap feature on Saturday night, washing away the Late Model Stock Car Race, which will be rescheduled for this coming Friday night at Hickory Motor Speedway. But William Sawalowicz won his third career Pro Late Model Race in 2022. He dominated the 100-lap feature on Saturday night. Again, William Swalowitz was the winner. Luke Fenhouse second. William Hill third. Nick Loden fourth. Logan Jones fifth. Austin McDonald sixth. Stephen Light finished seventh. Luke Morday finished eighth. Caden Quapple had trouble in the last couple of laps. He putted home to a ninth place finish, and Lee Tissett rounded out the top ten. Late model stock cars, 32 late model stock cars were on the property this past weekend. And they will take the green flag at 8 o'clock tomorrow night at Hickory Motor Speedway. And the way that the Cars Tour did this, they impounded uh, the tires, the race tires, qualifying tires from every car on Saturday night. They impounded those at the racetrack. When they return to the racetrack Friday afternoon, they'll bolt those tires on, they'll go through inspection, and then they'll take the green flag at 8 o'clock. More more or less like NASCAR does it now with no practice. Uh, so it'll be a very interesting uh, uh situation here on Friday night for the late model stock cars. The way they'll roll off tentatively, some of these guys may or may not come back. Uh, it, it's still to be determined, but the way they qualified it on Saturday afternoon, Connor Hall, your pole winner, William Swallowitz will start second, Carson Quapple third, Connor Jones will roll off fourth, Zach Miracle fifth, Brandon Pierce with a really good qualifying effort, he'll roll off sixth, Caden Honeycutt seventh, Carter Langley eighth, Deke McCaskill ninth, Mason Diaz round out the top ten. Jonathan Finley will roll off 11th. Jacob Hefner, 12th. Daniel Silvestri will be 13th. Raja Karu making his Cars Tour debut if he comes back will roll off 14th. Luke Finhouse, 15th. Chase Burroughs, 16th. Bobby McCarty, 17th. Braden Rogers, 18th. Jonathan Schaefer will roll off 19th. Dylan Ward will roll off 20th. Dylan Wilson, 21st, Chad McCombie, 22nd, Illabella Robusto, 23rd, Jansen Marchbanks, 24th, Andrew Grady, 25th, Garden Marsh, 26th, Landon Pimbleton, 27th, Colby Higgins, 28th, Mitch Walker will start 29th, Craig Moore, 30th, Chase Dixon, 31st, and Hayden Swank will round out the 32-car field when they take the green flag at 8 o'clock tomorrow night at Hickory Motor Speedway to conclude the throwback 276. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll return. We're going to talk to a Cars Tour veteran that made his truck debut this past weekend at Indianapolis Raceway Park. We're going to talk with Lane Riggs about his chase for a national championship on the NASCAR side. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. 
BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Sticker Dog. Sticker Dog. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Furniture for less. Prices 30 to 40% less than the big box furniture stores. Conveniently located 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Call Adam Resnick, 910-540-7157. That's 910-540-7157. For all your furniture needs, give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less, Jacksonville. This is Lane Riggs, driver of the number 99 for your tank line, solid rock carriers, Turner Asphalt, late model stock. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers. Green flag back out this edition of the Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast with the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Reps Hotline, the 2021 most popular driver on the late model stock car side for the Cars Tour, Mr. Lane Riggs, who just made his truck series debut. Lane, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Well, I know it's been a it's been a whirlwind for you here the last few days. I'm sure that your phone has um, I don't know if you got any text limits or, or minutes on your phone. I don't even know if that's still a thing, but I know that your phone's been burning up here the last few days. Um, seventh place finish in your in your truck series debut at RIP this weekend. Talk a little bit about how the weekend started and, and, and kind of walk us through uh, what happened in, on that Friday night. Yeah. First of all, it's just you know, so blessed and thankful to even get that opportunity to run and it's been a dream for me ever since I turned 16 when I had the availability to run in the truck series, you know, at a Martinsville at Bristol. So just so thankful that I got the opportunity to run it. Thankful to, to per your tank lines and infinity communications, you know, two people that have backed for a long time, finally give me my shot. But yeah, I came in and it was very, it's a all in one day show, which is something I'm used to um, going into IRP and, you know, it's a short track. And, and for these guys, you know, they're like, Oh, we're, we're at a Ricky Nick short track. And, uh, you know, we don't even have our haulers inside. We got to sit around and, you know, let fans blow on us, keep us cool. And I was like, this, this is what I'm used to. You know, if anything, this is nicer than what I'm used to. So, uh, if anything, it was the ball was in my court this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, we started practice and we were okay. Me and Stuart were about, you know, mid pack in practice. We had a lot of things that we could have got better on. And I'm uh, just trying to learn me and Trip Bruce and, you know, trying to communicate and get better. And, you know, dad was at the track there too. So, you know, he was kind of, he was our um, translator for, you know, what I said versus what it actually means. And, you know, he was translating our slang into, into trip talk. So it, uh, it, it all worked out. We, we got the truck pretty good it swings for it for qualifying after practice. It was just really tight in practice. And, you know, I said, we really need to make a big swing here. You know, we're not running for points or anything. Let's, let's go for it. And uh, I went out there and qualifying. I don't know if anybody watched qualifying, but it was very disastrous and almost lost it out there. Uh, it was so loose from what I was, 
used to in practice, but I held on to it. I think we qualified 23rd and uh, started the race. And man, we were flying. We were passing trucks inside, outside, and anywhere they weren't. I was going there and we were getting around them. Truck was just on rails. And uh, we got up to 14th in the first stage, I think. Uh, came in and pitted. And first time ever making a live pit stop uh, for me. So I, I slid through the box a little bit, but I uh, just had some trouble with the gas man and, and, the, and the guy changing the right front. Just. I didn't have the regulator set right. And anyways, it really screwed us on the, on the pit stop and lost all of our track position and even lost a lap on the track, but I uh, just rallied back. We, we were there and we were passing and staying in front of all the lap trucks to get our lucky dog. And I think we didn't get back in the lead lap till about 65 to go and had started the tail end of the field and worked our way all the way back up to seventh at the very end, uh, made a late race call to stay out. And then we lined up fifth on the green, white checkered finished seventh. So really proud of the efforts and it was very exciting and you know, it was really odd for me because you know, I thought that I'd go out there and you know be really nervous and think you know these are guys I watch on TV everybody's watching on TV and, and this that and the other but if anything I felt very very relaxed out there on the racetrack which is something that I wasn't expecting it if anything I felt more relaxed in the truck out there at IRP than I did on the late model side of stuff so uh, you know which I think is a good thing that I didn't have to worry about it everything just came natural to me and you know, the way I could describe it is, you know, I feel like I belong to be out there. Talking with Lane Riggs, 2021 late model stock car, most popular driver on the cars tour, made his truck series debut this past week in RP. And Lane, one thing that you brought up there, obviously your dad, Scott, all of us know, um, great racer in his heyday, the cup level, the Xfinity level and the truck level. How important was it for you having him there at RP with you this weekend? It was it was very important. He he taught me a lot about aero, which is something I never had to deal with before. He was giving me pointers on the radial tires and what he learned and just what his struggles were when he had to make that transition because he didn't have much mentor and higher up helping him. He hadn't had to learn it all himself. So, you know, it's very beneficial for him to be there. And, you know, also just like I say, he was a, almost a translator between me and Trip, And it, all the communication was very good. I, I was very pleasantly surprised with how everything was and you know, I just got to be a driver, you know, on the late model side of stuff. I, I have to be the, the crew chief sometimes and the driver and do a little bit of everything just cause I'm so involved with the setup and, and everything on my race car. And, uh, this weekend it was kind of a, I didn't know what was up under the truck. I just had to go drive it, tell him exactly what I thought it was doing. And, you know, kind of had to lay that, uh, lay the pressure of getting it set up right on trip. So uh, me and him work together well. He's very intelligent, been around the sport for a long time. And, you know, trip, my dad used to work together some back in the day, some, so, uh, pretty cool that that all worked out. And funny, you, you talk about that. Um, Dad's first truck series start was at IRP. I think it was in 98. Wow. And his second start was at Richmond. And I think he finished 19th and 23rd. So I have a seventh in my first. So I can already say I'm doing a little bit better than he was. So you, you just kind of, you answered my next question there. Obviously, you know, we and you, you and I have talked uh, that your next truck start will be next Friday night at Richmond um, in this two race deal. And, how much confidence do you carry into Richmond after finishing seventh at RRP? Now that you've got a little bit more experience working with Trip, uh, you, you kind of know what you've got to do when you get to Richmond next Friday night. Yeah, I feel like I feel very confident going in. You know, going into IRP, my first race, I was saying, "Hey, a top fifteen, top ten be a top ten would be great." And you know, we finished seventh, which is even better than a little bit better than what our goal was. So. You know, super proud of that. But going into Richmond, I'm going to run it like any other late model race. I'm, I'm going to go try to win the thing. I feel like we have a good shot at it. 
uh, Hallmar Friesen Racing. They bring wicked fast trucks to the racetrack. Everybody knows Stuart Friesen's the truck to beat every week, every weekend. So uh, for me and him to be side by side and, and you know be able to lean on Stuart and his knowledge, uh, it was pretty cool that you know I, I felt like I was right up to par with speed in practice. And in the race, me and him finished very close to each other, uh, you know, flopping back and forth between positions. So, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited going to Richmond. I'm going to get on the, the Toyota racing simulator tomorrow and next Wednesday and, and run some laps at Richmond. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't too helpful for IRP because, you know, before the last time they raced at IRP was before simulators were even a thing. So right. there wasn't any great track map or simulation program for IRP, but, uh, for Richmond, I've heard that it's a really accurate simulator and program uh, i think even kyle bush was even saying it was one of his favorite places to run the simulator and everybody knows how picky and complaining kyle bush is so if he said it was good then then i'm confident in it and lane we talked a little bit we were on the you were on the stickered up podcast and in our season preview you and ronald came into studio and and we talked about uh what your 2022 plans looked like and the reason you didn't commit to running full-time on the cars tour is because of these potential opportunities to run the trucks. In the meantime, you've run. Um, you started running in South Boston and 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 won pra- practically whenever you rolled off the trailer. I think you won five out of the first six races at South Boston, and then you made the decision to to run for a national championship on the NASCAR side. You currently lead the national uh, points uh, over Peyton Sellers, a, a guy that you go head to head with more times than not each and every weekend. 13 wins so far on the NASCAR side, lead the national points. Talk a little bit about the grind to this point as we are here the the first week of August. We've got about, I think, about six or seven weeks left to determine a national championship. Talk a little bit about the grind thus far running for that national. Grind is, is the best way to describe it. Me and dad and everybody on the team, we're, we're tired right now. We've been working our tails off and racing every single weekend somewhere. We've been racing at South Boston, Dominion, uh, even at Wake County some, and, and at Hickory. So uh, those are the main four tracks that we've seen have had good car counts. And you know, if anybody knows anything about the national points, it's it's all about the car count. That's 16 cars is your magic number. And, and you have to have that many cars for that to be a, a race to count for you. So uh, it's just chasing that car count every weekend. And, uh, you know, it's been tough because you know, we'll have – we got to almost have a car dedicated to each track because the setups are so different between them. Uh, we have three cars now, uh, luckily, and we've been able to, you know, have one dedicated to each track and, you know, share a couple every now and then. But uh, you got to have almost two cars ready to roll at times because we'll race it at Wake County on Friday, come home after the race, switch cars and go to South Boston the next day. And uh, you, you couldn't put, you couldn't put two different setups on the same car, run two different tracks in one day, in two days. So it'd be, um, it's, it's really tough to try to do this, and, you know, thankful to dad and, and my grandpa and Robert and Dale and everybody on the team that have been busting their tails, coming to the shop every day after work, helping us out. Uh, we couldn't do it alone. So it's been really tough, but I know in the end when we do get it and hopefully get it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. The one question I've got is based on, um, obviously, the Virginia Triple Crown, which a lot of uh, short track fans are very familiar with the, the three big late model races uh, that, that wraps up at Martinsville in September. Obviously, you ran at South Boston. That's a that's a points race for South Boston. You had some bad luck. Did that bad luck and that bad finish at South Boston kind of taking you out of the Triple Crown? Is that what kind of led you guys down the road to go to Hickory and, and run twin races on that particular weekend rather than go to Langley? 
it was that that was our biggest decision. I mean, if we would have gone out and won the 200 lapper at, at South Boston, there, I think there was a good chance we would have been at Langley. It'd be hard not to, you know, if you were leading it. But uh, I feel like just with the competition being so tough, and you almost got to finish top five all three races to even be have an opportunity to win the Triple Crown. So uh, just being taken out of it, sadly, at the 200 lap race, you know, is a really unfortunate event, especially tearing all those cars up and really hated that we had to be a part of it. I feel like it was really uncalled for, but, um, but yeah, we, I mean, it was, you look at it, Hickory was going to have a full field and they were going to have twin races and he, you know, Langley was going to have a full field and only have a single race and odds are, you know, yeah. you're probably going to get in a wreck in the 200 lap race at Langley. So, right. I mean, we thought about it. There's a, you got a lot better chance of, of getting a win if you run two of them in the same night. So, um, sadly we went to Hickory and, you know, didn't have a great night. Just try to, you know, I think our, our tires weren't quite up to par what we needed to be and, I'm um, just trying to learn and you know there's a lot of local competition there so um, we didn't come we didn't come away with the win which I'm not sure if we could have done the same at, at Langley and um, you know thankfully we didn't have to hinder off or, or try to compete against any wins against any straight competitors so it uh you know it all worked out it was kind of a cancel out weekend for everybody you know nobody really gained any points so right. uh, yeah it's just mainly about wherever the races are and, and whoever runs the most and has the car count you know, if there's a if there's two tracks that that have the car count and one runs a single race and one runs a twin race, you know, you got to go run the twin races. You got, you got to try to make as many starts as you can, more opportunities to get wins. The question I've got, and again, I, I'm, I kind of know this, this, this whole method to the madness of, of chasing NASCAR points. Langley Austin with race 22 tries to explain it to me every time we talk about it. Um, maximum points and this and that. You're leading the track championship points at South Boston Speedway. Again, you've won races at Dominion and Hickory, not really full-time. Um, but do you get to a point where you're more – is the track championship at South Boston, how important is that? And and would it be a position where if you felt like you could go to Hickory on a weekend and run twin race with a full field versus maybe not having a full field at South Boston – would, would that be a decision or what, are you dedicated to going to South Boston and running for that track championship? I think right now, I think we're going to be dedicated to South Boston every weekend. Just it, it's hard to not go somewhere. You know, everybody knows that it'd be like if you were leading the cars tour points and you just missed the next race, right? It's, you just can't do it. And, you know, I think that right now our, our main competition is, is trying to beat Peyton every weekend and he's going to run every race at South Boston. So if we go there to South Boston, he goes to South Boston. He doesn't have. He's not going to go to Hickory and go race and get points. You know, we'll be racing head to head that night. So uh, there's a lot of different strategies we've had to learn this year and different ways to play it. And it's a lot more games being played to get it. It's not just straight up grit racing. So uh, trying to play those games and play them right and be the winner on the end of it's the big thing. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of chasing your com- competition. And almost a blocking him from winning, you know, yeah. sometimes, you know, Peyton runs at South Boston and Dominion every weekend. You know, it's almost like I need to go to Dominion and try to win to keep him from winning. Because right. I, if I go to Hickory and win both races and he goes to Dominion and wins both races, well, that didn't do anything for anybody. You know, right. to, to beat somebody, you have to beat them where they're at. And, you know, it's tough for a national if we were racing against and trying to compete head to head with somebody in California, you know, I wouldn't right. have that opportunity, but it is a good thing that the person that I am competing for this national with is somebody I race with on a weekly basis. And pretty much the way he is, I need to go race wherever he's at and just make sure I beat him straight up. 
the conversation you and I, you know, you ran the first handful of cars to a races and, and you and I had a conversation at Greenville Pickens, um, you know, earlier in the year that you felt like you were kind of leaning towards running for that national and, and a couple of heavy hitters basically gave you the, you know, hey, you need to go do this. And Josh Berry, who's won a national championship and, and driving at the Xfinity level now and four time national champion Lee Pulliam. Have you been able to talk with either one of those guys? Have they been able to give you kind of any guidance or any kind of advice on how to to do this since this is really your first attempt at running for a national championship? They did. They they told us at the beginning that it was going to be tough and it's just going to take long nights and, and long weekends and sleepless t- sometimes. So, uh, I, you know, there's only but so much you can do. The, the biggest thing is they just said – you know, pretty much what I said, you got to go where the cars are at. You got to run and get your competition straight up and you got to beat them every weekend. So, so far we've been doing that. And, and, uh, you know, that's about all you can do. It's like I said, it's a lot of different ways you can play it. And, you know, but I think that the way we're doing it right now is the best. I think I don't see anybody but me and Peyton really having an opportunity at this point to win the national. So if I can keep him from winning every weekend, you know, keep, keep beating him at South Boston and at, at Dominion, uh, it, it doesn't give him an opportunity to even get a win to gain points on us. So, yeah. uh, you know, Josh said that that's how he had to do it. He had to go race at Dominion on the McCreary's and run every weekend. And uh, when Josh did it, they weren't um, they weren't racing at South Boston that year because of COVID. Right. So Dominion and Hickory were the only two tracks that were really running anywhere. So uh, it was tough for him. And, you know, he was telling us the strategies about the, the bonus points and starting from the back and, and getting your passing points and all. But uh, there's a lot of different strategies, but right now, no matter what, we're just going to go try to go get wins, and they s- wins end up getting championships. It's like uh, the uh, Raiders, Al Davis used to say, just win, baby, just win, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lane, I know, obviously, you're in the midst of a national championship battle, but um, you know that that wraps up um, that wraps up in in September, the second week of September. So we've got about six weeks left for that national championship. Obviously, we know that you'll be at Martins for the for the three hundred lapper there at the end of September. But can our cars tour fans expect to see Lane Riggs maybe at some of these races? You know, after that, maybe Ace on the September thirtieth, South Boston on the twenty second of October, and then the season finale at, at Caraway Speedway. We are very interested in it, but at, at the same time, it's hard for me to even look at a weekend ahead at this point. Yeah. But, you know, for sure, I mean, with our success at, at South Boston this year and my past success at Ace, you know, those are, you know, arguably two of my best tracks. It'd be really hard not to come back at the car store, especially uh, I actually have our, our annual license and annual hard cards for all the guys on the team for the cars tour. So, uh, you know, we could come show up and, and not have to pay any entry fees if we wanted to each weekend. So, uh, you know, I think for sure, you know, we're going to be tired and we're going to want to take weekends off. But, you know, being so committed to racing every weekend right now, we've gotten used to it and running twice a weekend. So it'd be really hard not to come back and race these cars to guys. I've been missing it a lot. Uh, you know, it's just where I grew up and learned and you know, miss all the people from the series and y'all each person individually. So, you know, it's been different, but you know, I sure want to come back and see what we stack up against. Well, I don't know if I'm breaking any news or, or telling any secrets here, but um, I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to see you back in the Cars Tour August 30th and 31st. Is that an accurate statement? Well, at this point, we're really trying to. Um, the, the hardest part is that it's it's during the week race, and uh, I actually start my college back the week before. So 
I'm just going to go, you know, as of now we're, we are planning on going, but I'm just going to go to my first week of school and, you know, see what those Tuesday, Wednesday classes are like. And, and if I think I can skip them, I'm definitely going to try to come to Wilkesboro because, you know, that it's such a cool event and just so cool. It will be the last ones to race on the original Wilkesboro asphalt. It'd be a really hard opportunity to pass up, especially, um, you know, having, having Dale Jr. in the field and that's going to be a lot of eyes on that race. So, we're definitely going to try to make it, but I can't make any hundred percent promises yet. No, and I don't know. I haven't done my research, and I apologize. But but I don't recall. Did your dad actually? Would he run it? What North Wilkesboro? Because I'm sitting there trying to do. I know that the last Cup race was in '96. I don't think he was in Cup in '96, but I don't know if he ran anything like late models. Do you recall if he if he's actually run at North Wilkesboro? I think he ran a couple late model races because, I mean, they had the late model race like they have in Martinsville at Wilkesboro back in those days in the 90s and 80s. So I think he talked about going once or twice and maybe uh, an all-pro car or a Hooters Pro Cup car or something like that. But he's he's definitely been there before. I can't recall how many times. Lane, I can't thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, I know that it's a – like you said, it's it's a busy schedule for you. I know that you and your dad and your entire team – grinding day in day out to, to to win that national championship and like you said you throw going back to school here in a couple of weeks on top of that um takes a lot of people to get you to the racetrack man i want to give you the opportunity to thank all those people that help you each and every week yeah just per your tank lines uh turner asphalt university ford north uh, dreamworks motorsports glenn tire sales united auto parts carrington contractors creech heating and air jay's glass company uh, so many people help us to get this race car to the racetrack every weekend. And I got to think of Finity Communications as well. They're coming on, helping us with the truck, Jeff Coffee and, and the people locals to us. So, um, you know, really thankful to everybody that backs us. And, you know, I feel like we've really been hitting our prime right now. We've, we've been almost winning at everything and turning heads at everywhere we go. So just got to keep at it, stay focused, keep our head down and try to get back to victory lane every weekend. Lane, I know I speak for everybody on the Cars Tour side. We wish you the best of luck next Friday night at Richmond in the truck race and your continued quest for a national championship on the NASCAR side. And we look forward to seeing you at the racetrack as soon as possible. Yep. I appreciate you letting me come on here and talk. Uh, definitely keep at it, keep sweating, and be in victory lane soon. That's Lane Riggs, driver of the number 99, Career Tank Lines Ford. We will take the caution flag here. Brandon Willard's got that out. We'll come down pit road, sticker up, and we'll wrap up this edition. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757. For Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the type 
title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Adam Zirkel, performance technologies, video overlays powered by race trades. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car. Every available car. at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022 tracks on IT services and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkel, 434-222-8947. That's 434-222-8947. For custom CNC sheet metal design and fabrication, Geocut, aluminum, stainless, mild steel, parts, gussets, tabs, assemblies, and more. Geocut, South Boston, Virginia. Large and small batch powder coating, media blasting, surface conditioning and finishing, and much more. Geocut, 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. Geocut, 434-201-4824. Hey, this is Brendan Butterbean, clean driver to number 03 old school video games, FleetCars.com, Toyota, and you're listening to Stickered Up. White flag out this edition of the Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast with the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. And a busy August starts tomorrow night. Hickory Motor Speedway at the conclusion of the Throwback 276. Late model stock cars for 138 laps. Uh, Trailer parking starts at 4 o'clock. Inspection at 5. Gates open at 6. And Brandon Willard will wave the green flag on the 138-lap feature for the Throwback 276 the late model stock cars on Friday night. And then after... Uh, Hickory on Friday night will be at Ace Speedway a week from tomorrow night, August the 12th, uh, for the late models and the pro late models. And then the pro late models will be at North Wilkesboro Speedway, August the 20th. Late models and pro late models will be at Motor Mile on August the 27th. And August the 31st will wrap up the month at North Wilkesboro Speedway for a 120 lap feature, 125 lap feature for the late model stock cars, a race that will. Hopefully include our guest here today, Lane Riggs. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be in that field of 30 late models as well. But the Cars Tour, Keely Dubinsky, Jack McNelly have their hands full for the month of August. And we'll be here to bring it all to you for the month of August here on the Stickered Up Podcast. Want to thank all those people that make the Stickered Up Podcast possible. Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers. PJ Bryant with Bryant Shock Technologies. Adam Resnick, Furniture for Less. Tony Stevens with Pit Road TV. And Adam Zirkel with Adam Zirkel Performance Technologies and GeoCut. Want to thank our friends here at Broadcasting Experts for making us sound great each and every week. Morgan Patrick, Dave Perkins. And again, we want to thank our guest, 2021 most popular driver on the late model stock car side, Lane Riggs. I'm Stephen Dunn. That's this edition of Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts. Oh, 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 oh,